Hello, welcome to another episode of the daily. I trust that all of you are well, that you are getting your daily dose of exercise, that you are eating good, healthy food, uh, not too much junk food from Deliveroo, that you are uh, slowly but surely discovering a new rhythm and routine for life that you are putting in place good habits uh, but also good spiritual markers in your day starting off your day with prayer with scripture uh, in the middle of the day spending time in worship but also entering into a time of rest at night uh, that you are experiencing the presence of god all through the day uh, what many call abiding in the vine the practice of his presence uh, that you're utilizing this margin that you now have well and i pray that this time of isolation of being homebound won't be one that you look back on with uh, memories of regret but you look back on it with uh, such fond memories of experiencing the sweetness of his presence uh, in your day now we have spent the last two podcasts uh, looking into the final words of Jesus. Uh, now we're going to look at uh, the third word uh, from the cross and it's the third statement that Jesus made as he hung on the cross. And uh, this word is commonly known as the word of anguish, the word of anguish. And it comes from Matthew chapter 27 verse 46. Let's read it together. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now these words are startling to hear uh, on any level, on any regard, but it's startling uh, on many levels to hear this come from the Son of God. The crucifixion of Jesus was the most extraordinary event that has ever happened on planet Earth. And this cry of suffering, of anguish, was probably the most startling utterance uh, of that appalling scene. And I think one of the most startling utterances all through human history that the Son of God would say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This deep anguish pouring out of his soul through these words that innocence should be condemned that the guiltless should be persecuted that a benefactor a savior a messiah should be so cruelly put to death this was jesus on the cross many would say for the first time in jesus's life he experienced separation from the father the bible uh, through the gospel accounts tells us that jesus had this deep intimate relationship with the one whom he called father it says this in scripture that jesus was always about the father's business he would say i only do what i see the father doing jesus would retreat into solitary lonely places to spend time in communion with his father and that moment on the cross was the first moment many would believe that jesus had experienced this sense of separation from the Father. 
Now, many will say that Jesus was experiencing this because in that moment, he was bearing on himself the weight of sin, not just the sin of a few people or the sin of the people that were present on earth, but it was the collective sin of all of humanity, past, present, and future. All sin was being put on Jesus and he bore the weight of sin, humanity's sin. And in that moment of bearing such evil and such atrocity and violation to God's holiness, he experienced separation from God. And this speaks to us of the awfulness of sin, that sin, this depravity of the human heart, it separates us from God. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin, what sin brings about its fruit, is death. This sense of spiritual death, sin separates us from God. He who is the fountain of all life. We are disconnected from that life source when we sin and death is inevitable. So that's why Jesus cries out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he was actually quoting from Psalm 22. Psalm 22, and I'll draw your attention to Psalm 22 in just a moment, but a bit of background and context before we dive into that psalm. In Jesus' day, most people, especially the boys, would be educated in the Torah and educated in most books of the Old Testament, and this was part of their education, their schooling system. They had to memorize books of the Bible in what we know to be an oral tradition. That means that words were passed down, they were taught verbally, and they had to recite the text verbally. And in that day, when you quoted, uh, for example, a passage of scripture like like Psalm 23 uh, that goes like, the Lord is my shepherd. The moment you say the Lord is my shepherd, the people in that day will immediately have the falling lines in their head. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters and so on. And so Jesus quotes Psalm 22 and he quotes the opening line of Psalm 22, which goes, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I think, you know, it will do us good to even uh, go down the rest of the psalm and to see what the people in the day had in their mind, even as Jesus quoted that first line. What follows that first line in Psalm 22, it goes, Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent. But it turns in this psalm, in verse 3, it says this, But you, God, are holy, and thrown in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. And so, Jesus quotes this line of anguish, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he was in pain, he was suffering from that sense of separation. But to the people in that day, hearing Jesus quote that line from Psalm 22, immediately in their head, they understood what Jesus was saying. And he was saying what the psalmist was saying through the psalm, that, hey, I'm in anguish, I'm in pain, I do not hear you, O God, but... 
Despite that, I trust in you. I trust in you. If you read down the rest of the psalm, it's line after line after line of the psalmist experiencing his trust and love for God. And that was what Jesus was doing in that moment. He was in anguish, but yet he trusted, yet he still loved. And what a word we need to hear in this current climate. While we suffer, while we're in anguish, and while we're honest to God with our emotions, in spite of all of that, we still trust. We still can put our trust, our whole trust, on a God who is faithful and true, who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We have a God that is trustworthy, that is worthy of our whole affection, of our whole lives. And so in this moment, I want us to almost use Psalm 22 as a template for time of prayer this morning. Psalm 22 begins with the psalmist expressing his anguish, his pain, this sense of disconnection. God, you're silent. I don't feel you. I'm in deep pain. And he brings to God his honest emotions. And in the thick of that, he goes on to express his trust, his love, his affection for God in spite of all that. And I think, man, that is what praise ought to look like, right? We are familiar with the language, bring to God a sacrifice of praise. And sacrifice is this thing of going beyond what is convenient and what is normal. It's painful. And really, praise becomes sacrifice. It becomes painful when, you know, our circumstances are not for the most part praiseworthy. We're not happy, we're not joyful, we're in pain, but we still choose to bring to God our affections and devotions because He is worthy and we can put our trust in Him knowing that He will surely bring about deliverance to our challenges and circumstances. And so in this moment, I want, you to, I want to invite you to come into that place, just like the psalmist did in Psalm 22, of recognizing the pain you may have in your heart this deep sense of anguish. Maybe you haven't felt God for the last couple of weeks with all the anxiety that's all around you and you feel disconnected, you feel out of sorts, you feel that you feel dry and you need a touch from God. Recognize your pain, your emotions. And just as the psalmist did, I want us to shift away from that pain into a posture of trust. Recognize the pain and say, God, I'm in pain, I'm in anguish. I feel forsaken. And as you do that, I want you to, like the psalmist, that shift gears and go, but God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust in your name, in your nature. I can put my whole trust in you. Let's spend a few moments doing so.
thanks for doing that. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you for this moment in time where we get to be honest with how we are feeling, the pain, the anguish, the sense of separation that some of us might be going through. Lord, we thank you that you are a gracious God who lends your ear even to our worries, our concerns, our feelings. God, you are a God who cares, who is present even in our failings. And God, we ask in this moment, even as we bring to you these honest and very real emotions, that you will lead us into a place of truth, into a place of peace, into a place of trust, where we move away from just simply how we are feeling and come to a greater revelation and realization that we serve a God who is able to do all things, who can surely bring deliverance into any situation. And we join with the words of the psalmist who says, But you, O God, are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted in you, delivered them. They cried out to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. And so, God, we put our whole trust in you, trusting that we will not be put to shame where many others have put their trust in the systems of the world, in hoarding, in gaining more, in getting more. Lord, we put our whole trust in you. And Lord, even though this might be regarded as foolish, God, we believe in your word, in the promise of scripture, that we will not be put to shame. So God, we thank you for your loving kindness that is all around us. We pray even as we live through the day, they will be wrapped in a sense of assurance that is your love, that is faithful, that is true, that is constant through the ages. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. We'll have another one out for you tomorrow. Be blessed as you live through the rest of your day. See you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.